Good evening and welcome to the latest edition of Rangers Women's Supporters Group podcast. Uh, a bit light in numbers this, this week, with other commitments taking over for Laura and Graham, but delighted that I'm joined by Carr, who is also defrosting after a very cold afternoon at K-Park. Yeah, just about. My feet are still a wee bit numb, but it was worth it to see that performance. Yeah, going, going into a game are optimistic, a good performance, and we started with Jenna Fife and goal as usual. Back three of Michelle Colson, Tess Medag, and Captain Nick Dock. Midfield was held by Libby Bance and Chelsea Cornet, with Mia McCauley, Lizzie Arnott out wide, and Kirsten McLean was playing as the number 10 behind Rio Hardy and Sarah Ewans. Surprises in the starting lineup, Car? Yeah, because we were a bit confused why so many regular starters like Rachel McLaughlin and Kirsty Howitt were missing, which we got no explanation for other than these players are playing here. So it was a bit weird that way, but nice to see Sierra Ewan's back in the starting lineup. Um, obviously, the subs bench was a bit younger as well, with a lot of the kind of younger players as well, and a few missing that we kind of expected to be there, but obviously notably Jane Ross was on the subs bench, which we're all very excited about and thought, well, maybe we should get five minutes at the end and, and that'll be that to get her back into it. But obviously Joe had other plans for that. But I was happy with the team. I couldn't really complain with it. It was a very strong attacking team and enough to dispatch Motherwell, so there wasn't much more we could have really asked for. Well, I definitely thought it was a very strong team. Oh, like, like you and like Laura and Graham with us, I'm surprised no... Zaini, Rachel McLaughlin, Rachel Rowe, or Kirsty Howitt. So here through a grapevine, and suspect that they've picked up niggles on international duty, and I believe Kirsty was spotted in a knee brace. So hopefully that's nothing more than a precaution, just waiting on a, a scan. No, it's just typical us, isn't it? We get Jane Ross and Lisa Martinez basically back to full fitness, and everybody's and firing and then all of a sudden we've got three more injuries out of nowhere I mean it seems a bit pointless when you know Scotland didn't do anything and I don't really know about Wales's situation with their international fixtures I think it's just it's disheartening sometimes when some of your best players get injured but we've got such um, strength and depth as Laura keeps saying that we've got enough to keep us going until we get to you know the winter break and good time to get everybody recovered hopefully and back to Fitness. Well, as you say, we've got a, a sort of many many break after next week's game against Talton. It's three weeks over Christmas. We've got three before the Inverness game in early January, so good chance just to make sure the players get get some rest where possible, get ready for a busy end to the season. That's it. We just need everybody back and. Some options, because hopefully Cathy Hill's fairly close to coming back as well. It gives us more options rather than having to play Tess in that back line. And she can go back into the midfield. Where... She's not bad in the centre-back position. I will say that. She did really good today and she has been kind of growing into the role. But I'd like her to be further forward and get Michelle back into her normal position or get Cathy back and have more options there. Definitely. So, straight into the game. Now, we've talked about a team. Or... Um, Really, really fast start for us. Very early goal from Libby Bands. Yeah, we, we came out firing today. I don't know what Joe had said to them, but her post-match 
um, press conference, not press conference, post-match video, where she said I challenged them to go and start better than they have been, and they certainly did that today. They had a couple of shots before that one even happened, and it was such a well-taken goal. We were all a bit confused. We thought Chelsea had scored the goal, and even Rangers tweeted that Chelsea had scored the goal, but turns out it was Libby Vance. But watching it back, Mia, who did really well, I will say, on that wing today, had she had a lot of joy down the right-hand side, kind of cut the ball back inside and Chelsea's hit it, the goalie saved it and then Libby's just come in and absolutely smashed it into the back of the net with no chance for the keeper to get near it. Again, don't fall in love with lone players, but I've certainly fallen in love with Libby Bant. She's such a good player tactically and technically and she can score us a few goals and it's exactly what we need from creative midfielders. Absolutely. Uh, It wasn't entirely clear who had scored, as you said, Uh, I had a feeling it wasn't Chelsea, but I couldn't quite see from where we were who it was who'd beaten her to, to the ball. But it, it's great to see Libby coming into the team and, and adding goals from that midfield. Yeah, it's exactly what we need. She's another young player that can got bundles of energy to just give us that and when we're attacking as well. But even defensively, like going back, she tracks back and does really well, tackles really well. So exactly the kind of player we need and it lets Kirsty McLean and those further forward dinners who go and flourish so it's exactly what we need from them. We didn't have to wait too long for a second goal or some, sometimes we're a bit impatient and find it's a bit long to wait but Sarah Ewan's getting the score sheet on to mark our, our start so an excellent header from a typically brilliant Lizzie Arnott cross. I mean, it's just a tremendous goal, isn't it? Lizzie had as much joy as Mia did, if not more, down that the left-hand side and just crosses it in. And I think she'd been watching the men yesterday and saw Seema's goal and just thought, oh, a bit of that. Although it wasn't from a corner, but you know what I mean. And she just jumped and smashed it into the back of the net we're ahead. And she had a really good game today. I will say she's turned in to be a really good player for us. If we can keep her fully fit, she's going to be an asset to us if we need to rest the likes of Rio or Kirsty or now Jane Ross or give Laura a break or whatever. So it's really nice to have those options and she's looking like she's going to be really good at scoring goals for us. Oh, absolutely. I thought first half especially she, she had a, a fantastic game, showed she can offer plenty and as we keep talking about each week, you know, the options we've got in the squad is we're getting the squad fitter. Is I, th- I think we look by far the most dangerous team in the league. Um, we're top heavy now almost we've got so many strikers and forwards fit and you know ready to go now it's going to be a, a difficult task for joe to pick each week who's who's going to play one, one pick it's not been difficult for joe to make is having kirsty mclean in the midfield and it was a an excellent through ball unsurprisingly from her that led to a second goal for sierra ewans it was and isn't it a long ball over the top from Michelle? Mm, Are you thinking I th- of? No, I thought there was Kirsty that played the ball through. Or at least there's with Sky I've credited and swayed, swayed my mind. But I mean, Maybe you're right. I don't know. I've got it down as a long ball over the top from Michelle. And the keeper kind of hesitated a little bit and then she just slots it into the bottom corner. Or maybe my memory's wrong. I don't know. It was a very convincing finish from from Sarah anyway. And I'd paid a, a, a good bit of attention in the warm-up with the strikers. And 
the finishing was looking really, really crisp, you know, and, and seeing, seeing her start, she, she's looking by far the fittest she's looked since she joined us in the summer. Yeah, she is. And going back and looking at, you know, her stats from before, you know, she was with us, She that was her job. She scored a lot of goals for the teams that she was at prior to us. So obviously if we keep her fit and get the best out of her, that's exactly what she's going to do for us. And that's what we need, people that are willing to take that risk and figure out where the ball needs to go and just put it where it needs to be. And it's exactly what we're going to need going into the latter stages of the season to keep our hold at the top of the table. So three 0 after fifteen minutes, we we really thought it was going to be a goal fest, but the game kind of broke down from there and became very scrappy. Anything in particular you thought sort of brought that on? I don't know because we had chances. Lizzie was having a lot of joy down that side. Sarah Ewan's had another couple of chances. Mia had a chance. Nick. I don't know if we can call her as a chance. She kind of hit a really long ball as Nick does. It was within her wheelhouse, but it just it was a bit too far over. But we were creating more chances, and we thought this was going to end about eight or, eight or nine nil, and then she kind of dried up a bit. But Mich- Michelle Motherwell um, defended really well. I will say they kind of figured out the shape and sat a bit deeper and kind of came out to stop us advancing forward quite a lot, which I think is what kind of stopped us getting as much joy as we did in the opening 15 minutes. So we just need to try and figure out how to break that down a bit easier, but that's been a story of us for the last couple of years, really. Definitely. Oh, I think uh, a rare early barrage of goals like that helps make any game more comfortable and we can just plod away and, and make sure we eventually grind teams down and we've got the comfort of having a game. The game was won and the game was over after. 15 minutes, so it took the pressure off, although it didn't necessarily make it the most enjoyable watch. No, I think it does help when you're 3-0 up already, you can kind of relax a little bit, but I think Joe won't let them relax and will be challenging them to go and score more goals, because that's what we're going to need. We need to get the goal difference up a little bit, even though it shouldn't really matter come the end of the season on points-wise, but it's nice to have that cushion if we need it, so it would be nice if we can go out and do that and keep scoring, but obviously teams are going to find a way to break us down. Players are going to get tired. It's freezing cold. The pitch is a bit wet. Things are going to stop that happening. We can't score every minute for the whole game. That's not how football works. So it's just about working in those phases and figuring out how to get past those kind of blocks, I suppose. Without a great deal of event happening the rest of the first half, Second half started more of the same, and we, we saw some some changes as a half went on. You got them? Because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll double check in, and they all thought they, they came on eventually. I know really Austin came on around 70 ish minutes. I don't think she was the first, was she? It was Brogan. Brogan came on first. Yeah, Brogan and Ailey came on for Lizzie and Michelle. That's right. Just, just before the hour mark. And you know, both were impressed down the right-hand side. Brogan had a, a lot of joy in that, but she always does against Motherwell for some reason. I don't know if she... Because her sister used to play for them, that she always kind of upped their game a bit playing them, and she's not there anymore, but she's kind of kept that on. But it's just what Brogan does. And it's nice to see that she's kind of working her way back up and she's managing to play like full halves of football now and 
looks to be kind of back to her, her normal, taking players on and cutting back inside and doing what she does best. Confused to see Ailey Austin come on at centre-back. That was a bit of an odd one, but I suppose with the limited numbers of defenders that we've got at the moment, I, I guess it makes sense. And she didn't do anything wrong. She got forward quite a lot as well, which was nice to see. She was playing a lot of really good passes and, again, just doing what she seems to be good at and just getting in everyone's way and making things difficult for the other players of the other team. I think with the way we played and terms of setup, you know, that's that's going to be a position Ellie Austin's going to find most game time. You know, has been one of the options is one of the wider centre backs. And, and I thought the best thing you could say about Ellie Austin's performance was it was just a sign of how much she's developed into a first team player that she came on and, and didn't look out of place. You get excited when you see you see her coming on now because she's not an unknown. You know what she's capable of. So it's nice that you've got that excitement bubbling when you see her coming on. And, you know, she had a couple of chances today, half chances really, nothing too concrete. But, again, she's not always going to score goals, but it's nice that she's getting into those areas and playing the passes that we need her to do to get our forwards doing their jobs. So she's a very exciting prospect and another one that I hope that we can keep hold of. Absolutely. So the, the next changes you know, brought a lot of excitement from the fans. Uh, not to miss out Jodie McLeary who came on at the same time, but that her substitute appearance kind of went under the radar alongside her returning Jane Ross. What did they say? 508 days since she got injured against Spartans in pre-season last season. It's just incredible how long it's been because I think we've all just kind of got used to her being out injured. To, I, I mean, I didn't expect her to come on for the length that she did. I thought maybe she'd get five minutes, if that, and that would be a kind of, we'll work your way into it. But obviously Jane's the kind of player that if she's ready to go, she's ready to go. And she's probably been pestering Joe. No, I'm fine. Put me on. Like, don't worry about it. It's fine. And she showed within minutes of coming back on what, what she can do. And we were all a little bit worried that it was going to take her a bit of time to get back up to speed and do what Jane does. But clearly that's not going to be an issue. And she's just fully back to Jane Ross' abilities and is going to have no issues with scoring goals for us and running about and hounding players with no no bother at all. Well, as you've already touched on it, I'll let you take us through Jane Jane's first goal back. I think it was a deflected pass from someone that just landed perfectly where she would have ever wanted a ball to land at her. And she, she kind of, not jumps, but it's not a volley. I, I can't really describe it. She just kind of hoofs it into the far corner. I, I'm awful football terms. I don't know why anybody ever let me do a football podcast. I'll call it the far corner because I don't know what else to call it, but... She just kind of hoofs it in and then does what she does and obviously she's buzzing about it but Jane's that humble that whenever she scored she'd just be like oh quiet celebration and then be away but the other players weren't for having that and everybody bar Jenna came storming over to her and we're all absolutely delighted for her but that's what she does she gets one touch of the ball and she scored for you that's what Jane's capable of and she'll always be in the right area that you need her to be when a ball is going to end up in the box, she'll be there ready to to take it on and score a goal. So it's just it's delightful to see her back and get a goal in her first game back is exactly what she needs to get her confidence back up. Oh, as you said, the reception she got from the players, not just when she scored, but you saw him standing applauding when she was coming on. 
even. You know, that was absolutely lovely to see. But as somebody that's not seen Jane Ross play before, and, and here now we'll talk about she's the striker that we need to finish his chances, it was quite appropriate that a first goal back was a a typical centre-forward goal. Just done the right place at the right time. The deflections came across. She's behind the last line of defence and she just scrambles it in. Now, it might not win any Puskas awards, but you know that 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 goal mean, means the world. And we've got Jane Ross back in the team. She's scored and she's off and running. And it's exactly, I think, what we needed at that time because we were creating chances, but none of them were coming off. A few went over and kind of wide and just getting pushed away by the motherwell defenders. So I think that goal kind of light, lit a fire again and got everybody kind of back into where we needed to be to score another goal and kind of finish off the game strong. But she's exactly what we needed. Once I was kind of annoyed that she'd taken Lizzie off because Lizzie and Jane's partnership is unmatched. So I was kind of annoyed that they weren't both on at the same time. But we can't have it all. You know, we win and keep a clean sheet. Jane Ross comes back and scores and I'm asking for more. I'm a bit, bit spoiled that way. Listen, there's nothing wrong with asking for more, but if if we continue getting players fit and available, then we're going to have so many combinations that there'll be more combinations than just Lizzie and Jane. And we'll see that combination as the season goes on, I'm sure. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting, especially with the fact that Jane never really played in a front two. It was always just kind of on her own or, you know, Lizzie would be on the wing helping her. So it'd be nice to see that she's got a partner up there to help her out as well and, you know, they'll just turn into goal machines and we'll just end up scoring 100 goals this season. Speaking of strike partners, we got to the end of the game and we barely spoken about Rio Hardy, who's top goal scorer in the league, not just for us. And 90 minutes, there she is, back on the score sheet. Yep, Megan Bell, who had quite a lot of joy when she came on, she didn't get too many chances herself, but she was doing really well down that channel feeding balls in, and that's exactly what she did to get Rio a goal. She just cut in, fed it right to where Rio needed it to be, and Rio made no mistake of not smashing it, but slotting it home, as they slotted it home. And that that's exactly what you need from, you know, your striking... Uh, I'm not good with words today. Striking player, your striker. <laughs> I need to go to my bed. So that's exactly what you need. You need somebody that's just going to be in there, Megan, to play it exactly where she needs it to be to just finish the game off. And nice for Rio to get a goal with everybody else, kind of seeming to chip in today. And she didn't have a lot of joy. She had a few chances, but she just wasn't getting it, getting them all. So it was nice. Nice to see her getting another goal and just cementing that lead at the top with potentially Kirsty out injured. She's just going to keep climbing that ladder and she'll be away. Definitely, you could see see she was absolutely delighted to to get on the score sheet when we scored a few goals. You know, I think every striker would want the team to win first and foremost. But if the team scored goals, they went in on the act, and Rio more often than not is making sure she gets involved. Yeah, it must be annoying for her having everyone around you scoring goals, and she's the one that normally scores all the goals. So it's nice that she actually got one for herself today. Right at the end to go and see off a nice week into next week's game. So game game did finish five now. You know nothing else really to report from from that game. But we know nobody called Rachel on the team. Who would you pick as your player of the match? Uh, 
do you know it's a struggle like i had to, <laughs> I had to sit and think about this because usually that's my top pick it's one of the rachels but i think for me it's difficult because obviously i want to pick jane ross on for minutes scores a goal been out for so long but i think for me it's got to be sarah ewins she just she looks so go good scored one incredible goal another you know did exactly what needed to be done and i thought she had a really good game and looks like she's going to be a top top player for us so for for me it was sarah ewins very well well picked and argued for uh i, I think probably maybe lean towards uh Kirsty McLean, I think she had a great game in the middle. Uh, I had a, a lobby in Chelsea who, who were solid and done everything you needed to do, but I think I've seen a lot of joy and a lot of freedom playing that step further forward with maybe a wee bit less responsibility tracking back. So it's, it's good to see the versatility she's shown. Yeah, I mean, she did have a lot of joy against some other role players. They'll be seeing her coming at them in their sleep because she was doing all the tricks today. She was step overs and spinning around and just taking the ball wherever it needed to be. She's just a, such a good player. And I think for me, it kind of I, that's what I just expect now. So it's not as special anymore as when she was just kind of coming through in that young talent that could do all these things. And now that's just what Kirsty does. So I think I need to remember that it's still very important and special what she can do for us. I don't think we should ever underestimate how special it is getting to watch Kirsty McLean play and enjoy her playing for us. Yeah, and hopefully she's here for a long, long time. I would definitely hope so. But we'll go on to the loan review if you want to go through who, who did and didn't play. Uh, I'll start with Kayla Jordan, who wasn't eligible because... We were playing Motherwell, so that's that was a no go. Megan Cunningham didn't play; they elected to start with their other keeper. Uh, Jenna Ferguson came on in the, I mean, someone said seventy first, someone said seventy second, but around their minutes in a four one loss to Hearts. Uh, what have we got? Becca Taylor came on the seventy seventh minute, and Mason started and played the full ninety minutes in a one one draw with Aberdeen. They ended up getting a red card late in the, to the game, so it seems like there was a lot of drama there, but Hamilton's Twitter updates aren't great, so it's very difficult to find any information about that. Lucy Inman finally played, got a full game, and they won 1-0, putting them, was it 10 points clear at the top of that table? Looking pretty certain to come up now next season, so that, yeah, that'll yeah. be interesting. They're 10 points clear after 12 games played, so no, it looks like a very, very good season for Queen's Park. It's just incredible, isn't it? Like, it's mental. Um, Summer Laird got 78 minutes. Well, she came on in the 78th minute as a sub. They lost 7-0 to Celtic, so that's not a great indication of that, but it's part-time team against a full-time team who are sitting second at the moment, only one point behind, so you can't really re read too much into that. No, I, I wouldn't think you could read too too much into that. And you know, some we've talked pretty regularly about someone not getting any minutes. So hopefully, that's a sign that you might move into the team. Possibly, yeah. we change your manager at Spartans. We we might see some play a wee bit more. Yeah, potentially. You never know what the new manager might 
you know, formation-wise and the way they want to play. So it could be a chance for her to get more minutes and kind of stake her claim, which would be good for us, just for all of them to get more game time. But obviously, if they're playing against us, that can't happen. But I will say Motherwell had a, a couple of our ex-players in their team who I recognised from last season and a couple of seasons ago. And I will say they look like they've improved massively. So I think it is good when players that were at us and maybe aren't going to get as much game time because we have top, top talent get to go to other teams in the league and do progress and do further themselves in their game. So that was nice to see. It was also nice to see us win. Uh, that, that, that's the main thing. But as, as you say, you know, it's good to see players who have left us continue to develop and, and make teams in around the league better. You know, it's, it's great to see the, the standard evolving and, and rising over time. Yeah, it's exactly what we want, isn't it? We want all the teams to be competitive and make it a bit more exciting than it has been. And I think in time that will come, but it's going to take a wee while for other teams to kind of catch up money-wise, but also just time and training facilities and all that kind of stuff. So we'll get there eventually. But for the moment, we're top of the league and that's all that matters. Listen, that, that's what matters. That's the bread and butter for us. You know, as long as we finish the season at the top, you know, we can look look on and, and just view and comfort the, the battles elsewhere in the league. But as we go into the score predictor or the the full updates, no no quite finished, but it'll be on the Facebook group by the time anybody gets to this point in the podcast. So a couple of results that through people. You you've mentioned Hamilton getting a point against Aberdeen, which could be massive for them at the bottom. Montrose got a last-minute winner against Dundee United, scored by one of the key players that they took from Dundee United in the summer. So, again, that, that result could have a bearing on how things go at bottom of the league. But you've got to wonder, at Spartans, if you're maybe going to suffer with Debbie McCulloch moving on. Yeah, which is an interesting one because she's been there for so long and seems to be kind of a staple of the club. But I think she's staying at the club and working for the charity foundation, which is nice that she's staying involved. But hopefully not too much upheaval for Spartans because they are a team I really like. I think they're really well run in terms of everything around the club. So hopefully they can continue to do well and get kind of a bit higher up the table. But it's very interesting. I, like, I was very surprised with some of the results they had. You know, I got a couple right, but I definitely did get all of them and did not expect some of those results today, especially Dundee United one. Did not see Montrose beating them, but as you say, they ravaged their squad in the summer and took their best players, so that's what happens. Well, d- despite your claims that you didn't see some of their results coming, you know, 21 points on a score predictor this week leaves, leaves you top, top of this week's round, and I'm pretty sure that'll be top of the leaderboard. Wait, one more week to play this year. We can thank Rio Hardy for that because I'd actually forgotten what I'd predicted and I was just so caught up in the moment of Jane scoring that I'd turned to you guys and said, I think it would be quite fitting if the game ended with only Jane scoring in the second half. And then Graham very quickly reminded me that I'd predicted 5-0 and then not long after that Rio scored. So I was very, very happy in that moment that, that Rio did that and we got the, the 5-0. So. It's amazing to think that anything would make, make you even happier at seeing a Rangers player score, but anything that makes it better is even better. Okay. It's brilliant. You might even say it's superb. 
It's very superb, which I haven't actually said today, and I had written down in my notes that Sarah Ewan's goal was superb, so we'll just throw that in there to, to keep the cat, catchphrase alive. So, unless there's much, much else you've got to talk about, we'll probably wrap it up here, because it's so quite late on a Sunday night. Yeah, I think the only thing is um, the bus that we've organised for the game in January to Aberdeen. Laura's put out, well, I say Laura, the group have put a deadline of the 20th of December to get it all paid for because we've got a few people straggling behind it said that they want it and then haven't paid yet. So we're just trying to get that nailed down because if it's not paid for by the 20th of December, it looks like it might not run at all. So just to try to light a fire under some people and get people to pay for it so that it can happen because something we really want to do is be able to organise a supporters group bus to longer away games. But, you know, we can't pay for everything ourselves. It's quite a lot of money, so we need to get people paying for that. But also we have scarves, which I've now eventually hung up on my wall and replaced the other one. Uh, badges, autograph books, hats. I think that's everything, isn't it? That's all that we've got to offer just now on the website if people yeah, want to Yeah, I think so. Ba badges, scarves, hats, autograph books. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think, I think that's we've got everything. We've got a, a deal on at the moment for a scarf and hat set just in time for Christmas. So if people are wanting to get folk that for Christmas, I'd maybe get in ordering it now just because it's coming up for the Christmas, the festive postage period and all that kind of stuff. So for things to arrive in time, if people are potentially looking at that, I'd maybe get in ordering soon. Obviously, things will be available at the game next week as well if people want to come and collect them from us as well. And probably on that note, uh, we'll, we'll just have a quick look at next week's game and obviously the day before a game, uh, anybody going to the open training session, you know, let's hope that's a, that's a great day and it's something the club will I'll repeat. Yeah, hopefully they could, it looks like they put a full day on for it as well. There's going to be stuff in New Edmonton House, a lot of kind of family-based stuff with entertainment and stuff for the kids before they head off to the training centre and then obviously the training session. Hopefully it'll be a, a full event like they do for the men with, you know, guest speakers and explaining what's going on and all that kind of stuff and being able, the kids being able to get stuff signed and have a good time watching the players and then go into the game the next day and hopefully remain top going into that three three week break. Quick predictions for Hamilton next Sunday then, last game of the year. I'll go conservative. I'll say seven now. Mm. I I think we'll we'll go to be a bang. I think we'll we'll beat Hamilton and beat him quite handsomely. You know, I think we, we may even hit double figures. Well, I hope you're right. I could see it, to be fair. They have looked like they're struggling a little bit, and obviously it's at Broadwood, so we've got our pitch, we know the surface. It's not that different to Hamilton's surface, other than being a little bit better, but the width of it and everything helps our team, so hopefully, hopefully you're right and... No more injuries, everybody back fit and healthy coming into the new year. And we start off with a bang travelling up to Everness, which is going to be a fun drive. But I'm sure we'll make it very exciting and entertaining. I'm sure, sure we'll do our best. But for anybody tuning in, uh, like, share and subscribe if, if you enjoy it. And feel free to come say hello next week's game. Yeah.
And if we don't see any, any of you, have a nice Christmas. And a happy new year. Thanks to Car for joining me and thanks to everybody who's watching and listening on any media that you choose to get your podcasts. Thanks, Alan.